welcome, welcome to the Ken Valdez Approach. Hey, 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 welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from... My Saints and Sinner studio right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I am welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. It is snowy outside, my friends, and it is damn cold, but I really believe that this conversation right here is going to warm you up real quick. Now, I'm going to tell you about this uh, particular episode. It's a little different because there's no music that's going to be played. It's solely a conversation. I'm also going to give you a quick little disclaimer. Right up at the top of this episode, we had a little bit of a technical problem, but we kind of, you know, picked up where uh, where the glitch, you know, left off, and I don't think that you're going to have a problem uh, catching up with us at all. So just a quick disclaimer. Now about my guest. This guy, I truly believe, is a legend. He is the epitome of the Minneapolis sound. He's beloved not just here in Minneapolis or in Minnesota, but I believe he's a legend worldwide musically. He is just, uh, just a dynamo, if you will, okay? This guy is the Minneapolis sound, a sound that we still celebrate today, created by guys like him, Prince, Morris Day, so on and so forth. Speaking of Morris Day, if you guys ever checked out the movie Purple Rain, he's the drummer for the time, Morris Day and the Time. After that band disbanded in the 80s, he was also a part of another Prince offshoot called The Family. He is a multi-instrumentalist, a killing guitar player, a killing drummer, and he's also just a fantastic songwriter and, and a brilliant producer, working with everybody from Janet Jackson. Remember the song Black Cat? Well, that's him. <laughs> uh, he also uh, did work with New Edition, Mint Condition, uh, and just so many other uh, acts and bands uh, throughout uh, the course of, of his history. Man, and it's always something slamming. He's also no stranger to the big screen, like I told you, Purple Rain. How about Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Man, you guys know that I love me some Kevin Smith, Snoochie Boochies. <laughs> and also... He's no stranger to the small screen. He's been playing on all those late-night talk shows and, and stuff like that for so very, very long. Grammy Awards, so on. Man, this guy is all over the place, and he's not slowing down. He also happens to be one of the greatest supporters of live music I've ever encountered. I think a lot of people could learn a lot from this man. He's incredible. So we're going to go take a stroll down memory lane, find out what it was like to create something like the Minneapolis sound, find out what Minneapolis was like in the 70s, and man, we're just we're just going to be hanging out and enjoying our conversation here with my buddy, Jellybean Johnson. Now, one more thing. Before we get into this conversation, I'm going to go ahead and give a big shout out to our sponsor right off the top here. This show is brought to you by our friends at Real Music Radio. Man, Real Music Radio is a streaming radio station that plays awesome, awesome tunes, including my stuff, uh, 24-7-365. You can find them at www.realmusicradio.com. Okay, so now here we go. We're going to go ahead and get on into this conversation with my friend, your friend, our friend, Jellybean Johnson. Enjoy. There he is. All right. I don't know what the heck just happened, but here we go. Let's get back in here. Man, you know, I'm going to blame the snow, dude. Like, Hey, man. It's snowing like it ain't got no sense outside, bro. Yeah, Trust me. that is the truth, dude. I mean, I just moved a car, like, into into my apartment. The garage. Man, and it's yeah, just yeah, like... Yeah. Sliding all over the place. It yeah, bro. Right out there, man. You know, you know where you live at. You know. Man, why why do we live here, man? We were just hey, talking I've about been, that. You were talking. I've been asked by a lot of friends that live on the West Coast, man. But you know, hey, right? I'm used to. Uh, I'm sitting here with my manager right now. He's from West Coast, you know. So you, you know, they asked me, but you know, I'm Minnesota for life, bro. Minnesota for life, man. <laughs> Tell me about being Minnesota for life, man. Tell, so we were talking before we got cut off. Oh yeah. So yeah. '60s into the '70s. What was Minnesota like? What was the music scene like? Okay, well, starting, my mom moved me here in 68 to keep me out of the gang. She moved me here from Chicago. Uh, once the gangs were recruiting me at an early age and stuff. So she moved me here and uh, 
And it was culture shock for me, you know, because, and I've told this story many times, uh, when I got here, man, the black music scene, you know, black music, uh, black radio, actually, was only like four hours a day. It's KUXL. It's like from 1 to 5 p.m. Well, mind you, I came from Chicago where black music was 24-7. Right. You know, you could listen to it. I, I can remember being a little short at 12, 11, 12, listening to, you know, soul music all night, you know. And so when I got here, it was culture shock, man. So that means, you know, after after the black radio went off at like 1 or 5, about 5 p.m., then you had to, they, you, you had all the white rock stations. You had your Three Dog Nights. You had Rare Earth. You had Black Sabbath. You had Black Oak, Arkansas. All the way, Grand Funk Railroad. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I, I tended to get into those bands too, you know, which was different for me because, you know, I had always grew up with the urban, you know, Black music stuff. And it, sure. it really, it it really, you know, stimulated my musical growth fires, you know, watching the white rockers do their thing and stuff, man. So I, I know it, it it changed me as a musician. I know it did. So Absolutely. And as far as the yeah. scene was concerned out here, so you, so it was just a lot of the, the white stations going on. Yeah. What was the live yeah. scene like? Well, the thing is, man, is first of all, as a black band, you know, flight time, we, we formed flight time. I was like 14, 15 years old. The only problem with that, Ken, is that, you know, the black, uh, uh, black musicians couldn't play the white clubs. Period, you know, and that that made it hard. So, you know, since we couldn't play the, the, the white clubs, you know, we had a lot of, uh, you know, sororities and things like that. You know, uh, like you had your Elks and your Legions. You had a, uh, you had like the, the Thunderbird Hotel and, you know, black functions and things. Black sororities would hire us and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So we worked, we worked quite a bit to be, four, you know, 15, 16 years old, but still. You know, we wanted to be in the clubs, but, you know, they weren't having it at that point. You know, That's so. crazy. So what changed? So, like, what changed at that point? So you guys couldn't play the clubs, but all of a sudden, like, I mean, you guys were creating well, it, a sound. It, you guys were doing changed, something different. You know different. what? And, and that's, I want to give Prince some of the, you know, some of the credit for that. Because when, you know, you got to realize Prince came out, his first record was 1978. Right. So, you know, and then 79, he did I Want to Be Your Lover and all that. So. He started to slowly change the the demographic for you know far as musicians you know far as black musicians kind of getting some work around here you know because then the white folks started to pay attention to us. But still, you know, I can remember myself being nineteen years old and being going to the clubs and stuff, the jockey lounge, and seeing the mystics and the prophets of peace and all that kind of stuff. You know, sure enough, man. So I, I watched it, and then as you got into the eighties, you know, it, it just started to pick up some. Yeah. So. We're looking at the 80s at this point, right? And uh-huh. things are obviously turning around, and it's early 80s. And was this, was it Prince that 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 did this? Was it, you know, uh, everything well, that led up to Prince doing what he did? Or or how did that all kind of come I, I, about? I think he was, he was a big part of it. He was a big part of it. And, you know, and uh, like I said, from, from 78 to 80, you know, he put those two first records out. And then 81, we came on the scene. You know, and that's when First Avenue, we started, you started to see more black bands at First Avenue. You know, right. First Avenue was a big part of that, too. You know, if you watch around here, there's a bunch of stuff about First Avenue and stuff. So, man, that club is, but, that club yeah. is amazing. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's just historical, amazing. man. It's a historical place, man. It really but yeah, they, they finally, they started, you know, after Prince got started, they finally started letting a few of the black bands, still got many, but a few of the black bands got to play in there and stuff. And then, you know, that let us, let more white people see us and see that we're around and stuff. And uh, then... Hmm? Yeah, go go ahead, man. Go ahead. And then, so then, you know, 81, the time comes out, we get it up, you know. And that kind of changed the landscape, too. You know, it, it, you know, all of a sudden, these, this black, it was this black band that's playing black music on the radio. And, you know, and the members of the time, we, you know, we got out at night, we'd be at the clubs, even though we, the Prince would drive us like slaves during the day. We rehearse, you know, Seven days a week, eight hours a day, but at the club, we'd be in the clubs at night, you know. So right. that's you know, and we would hang out like at First Avenue. The you know, First Avenue used to have the funk night on Thursday nights. Yes. So a lot of the black people would show up down there because they know we would have our ass in there. So you know oh, that, that that played a big part in it too. Man, that's amazing though. Cause I mean, the one thing that kind of led me to Minneapolis myself was the fact that, you know, there was Prince and there was the time. Yeah. There's also, you know, yeah. bands like the Replacements and Soul Asylum, who I also yeah. We still had, we had that we still had our, our white legends here too, man. We had the Replacements, we had uh, the Suburbs, 
all yes. that kind of stuff. You know, yes. Bob Dylan was in there, you know. So we Absolutely. we had a I share rock but semisonic and uh, we had a share white rock rock bands, but you know, we were finally breaking through as a black band too. So and that's that's amazing. That's I'm, I'm still getting the whole my volume is low. So I'm gonna try and turn up just a little bit here. So let me see. Okay. But, all right. There we go. Let's let's see what happens there, man. I yeah, you sound sure. louder on here. To me and Jeff, my manager Jeff Luna, we go through this every Wednesday night. The same uh, thing. Yeah, and we're definitely yeah, gonna be so talking about it's that. Not, I'm it's kind of funny able to, to see that somebody else go through the same stuff we go through. Man, man. No, for sure. Uh yeah, I, I'm just trying to I don't want to blow anybody's ears out, man. And normally I'm I'm over here like kind of almost yelling, you know, because I, I, yeah. I sing I yeah. sing loud. I push a lot of air, man. So, you know, <laughs> usually on these shows we we trade tunes and you know, so but this is this is awesome. So I haven't seen you, man. I haven't seen you since this whole thing started. I know, and it, man. And it, it breaks my heart because I mean, yeah, you're one of yeah. my you're one of my dearest friends. You're one of my favorite people. You're always out there supporting, and yeah, man, it's just it's sad, bro. It's, it's, it's been a sad state of affairs, time. man. You know, all national gigs disappeared, all sub uh, local gigs, everything, man. And you know, Ken, the thing that's the sorry, it's a scary thing about it is we didn't see this coming. No, no. You know, and it was all of a sudden we looked up upon us, and here it was, you know, and we had to make adjustments and just changed our whole way of life right now. So now it's, we're in survival mode right now. We're absolutely yeah. in survival mode. I mean, yeah. it's it's not just society, but I, I always kind of bring it back to, you know, to us, to the musicians, because this is, this is what we do. And yeah. now we can't yeah. do it. And now we all. can't do it. Yeah. And so, it, that is, it's so heartbreaking, you know, it really is, but it's man, a way it's of life hard. right now. I mean, and I, the, the I other scary thing, oh, Jeff, Jeff, what did I do? What He's still there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. There he is. Anyway. All right, man. Yeah. You know, this technology, man, you, I, I'm, I'm computer challenged, bro. So excuse man. me if something happened. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that we didn't, like I said, we didn't see this coming. And the, the other scary part, Evil Twin, is we don't know when this is going to get back to where it needs to be, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Man, and, and that that is scary. That is scary because you keep hearing different different stories and yeah. you know it's like oh there's a vaccine and there's might be a vaccine and this vaccine might not be right yeah. until then and, and then and, are you ready to are you are you brave enough to take it yeah right Can you trust it you know oh man it's, it's all that man and you know and and the, the scary part is that you know for us to get back where people could sit side by side each other at a venue man you know it's, you know and that's, that's the kid, thing think about it. how you gonna how, just even with the vaccine can you imagine how long it would take to vaccinate the whole world? Yeah. Basically, you know, the whole, that just in the United States alone, you know, that many millions of people. And then, like I said, you're going to have people that are skeptical that not going to want to take it. Right, right. And then they, they're saying that you got to have two doses of it, man. you know, which is another thing. So it's, it's, wow. just, it's, it's the great unknown, man. It really is the great it unknown. Really and and a lot of the people that have tuned in and, and have caught this this uh, show before, man, they know that that I resort back to the fact that what it is that we do is completely and totally the antithesis of social distancing. Yeah, yeah. we're supposed to be bringing people together. You yeah, know, we want to yeah. we want people dancing and moving and getting together yeah, moving, and, and, and conversing, know, talking, whatever. Conversing and all that, and this yeah. is the total opposite, bro. Complete so it's, opposite. It's man. heartbreaking. It really is, man. How are you handling that right now? This the struggle's real. Like I said, evil twin. The struggle's real. You know, uh, I'm on basically social security and, and uh, unemployment. Uh-huh. But you know, life goes on, man. You know, and, I mean, what can I do? You man, know? and this is a guy, y'all. This is a guy. Who you know? I mean, we could talk about Janet Jackson and and Black Cat. Yeah. We can talk yeah. about the time. We can talk yeah. about Prince. We can talk about Purple Rain. We can talk about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. We can talk about you know all of these things, man. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the yeah. day, this is what this pandemic has done. Yeah, is man. it's sidelined all of us, and including, all of including a legend like yourself. And it just it blows my mind, man, because you know, I, I, I share this with my manager and my wife all the time. I tell them, you know, you know, I, I when I be on some of these shows and I say, you know, I have 20, 25 gold and platinum albums, but Ken, they don't pay the bills. Right. 
<laughs> getting out there and doing our thing. Go, that's, go that's what, that's what does it. Bills, bro. Uh, yeah, I got them. I participated in them and all that. But, you know, hey, they, they do not pay the bills at yeah. all. So you guys, so, I mean, yeah, how I'm coming from a smaller world for sure from from what it is that you have done and, and are doing you know especially with the time mm-hmm. you're out with the time man i mean you know you got you guys play you know to to, to big houses man and it's yeah, great yeah. and it's yeah. great so so you it, it, knowing yeah. both sides of the coin right because yeah. i mean you play with with some local bands out here and it's a wonderful thing and i love them you know yeah yeah how is it different how is it the same between well, doing it, the local thing and the national international thing it's, 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 it's different, bro. We just, uh, you know, I just put my record out, you know, uh, to get experience, the Jelly Bean Johnson experience. And we yeah, just, yes. we, uh, we just had our, my CD release release party, yes. you know, on Saturday and Ken, you know, I'm used to three, 400 people. Right. And MMC and stuff. And we had 70 and everybody had masks on and social distancing. And we had to do it that way. Now it was heartbreaking to do it that way. Sure. But we, you know, that's that's where we are today. You know, every day, I, you know, I go to the store. When I go to the grocery store, they want you six feet apart. You got to wear a mask. You know, some people, you know, they listen to our president. They don't want to wear a mask. Right. They, you know, they, they think masks, you know, what they're telling you a mask can literally save your life. Right. So why would you not do this? I mean, you should do it just for the fact that we've never encountered anything like this in our lifetime. No. No, so, we don't know. You know and like you and I were just we saying, don't we don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know. And then we're watching the kill. We up to what, 270,000 people in America alone. You know, we're not even talking around the world. Right. So, you know, if you can, if, if this is something that can do this kind of damage to you, you got to do the little things to like social distance and mass and all that until we can figure this out. Right. You know, right. it doesn't help that our leadership right now is in chaos too. So that doesn't help. So. Man, it, it's this whole world is just kind of going yeah. crazy, man. And, I say uh, this sometimes to my, my management. I say it's, it seems like some end of the world shit. You know, it's just, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. No, you man, can. you can't. You can't. You it's can't. just it's, it is it's what bad. it is. But I'll tell you, I mean, you know, I the way that I've looked at this whole pandemic, this whole you know staying home and, and hunkering down, it's yeah, going to be yeah. easier, obviously, especially for us during the winter time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we're just I'm not gonna go out in that. You looking outside of that snow right now, man. I ain't gonna go out in that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm all right staying inside right now. I'm fine with that. But when it comes down to, you know, we just got through a pretty, you know, a pretty interesting summer. That's where the musicians usually make about 75% of their income. Of their money. Yeah. Right. You, and Ken, you know this. You go overseas. You know, I got a bunch of National Act friends that go overseas. Right. They make uh, 60 to 70 percent of their income is from January through the, the early months. You know, when they're traveling all around, you know, Germany and doing all that, they make most of their money for the year and it was gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were we on shutdown and those countries is on shutdown. A lot of them, too. Yes. So it's it's hard, bro. It's you know, I my heart goes out to them because I know, you know, it's just you know, and the thing is, is we it'd be different if you could plan for when we knew this was going to end. Right. We don't. We don't know when it's going to end, man. I you know I've been talking to to several people about you know, just when this ends. What is it that you're looking forward to doing? What are you what are you looking forward to, man? At this point in time, there was a lot of optimism, right? And I love that yeah. that there's a lot of optimism. But now you got to have something. You got to have something. But right now it's so weird because it like this was like, well, you know, 2021, I'm going to be doing this. 2021, I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hearing like, well, 2022. Two, yeah. I, I've heard that too. And you know how disheartening that is? God, that's just crazy you know, we just, talk, man. Yeah, we just, we just suffered this summer. Yeah. You know, oh, this, man. This, 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 this summer was totally <laughs> different than any summer I ever had in my life. Yeah, likewise. And now man. you're talking about we gotta go through this all over again. God man, it's 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 crazy. Let's right. go ahead, let's go ahead and talk about better things, man. I want to yeah. talk okay. about your past, bro. I want people to know about you. I want people to 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 know my evil twin. And so we're talking purple rain. Okay. okay. Purple rain comes, it's a phenom. You know, yeah. it's a phenomenon. It takes over the world. We see the time. We see, you know, the revolution. Was that, was that like, 
was that happening in real life or were y'all cool with each other? Was, was it a good, healthy competition? Was it not well, so healthy? Well, well you know? we, we spent two years, the original time spent two years helping Prince make the money to make Purple Rain, you know? Right. So, and then, so we went through this internal strife, you know, because, uh, you know, like two of the members got fired, you know, Jimmy Taylor, two famous members yes. got fired. Monty quit. I quit, but, you know, I was having my first child, so I came back. And it was just, you know, and the thing about, you know, Prince is he had been telling us for like a year that we was going to do this movie. But, you know, mm-hmm. we probably didn't believe him, you know. But, right. But, you know, he had this vision and stuff. So uh, so when it finally came to fruition, man, you know, it was like it was different, man. So, you know, like I said, I came back and started doing it. And then all of a sudden I found myself thrust into acting lessons, dancing lessons. All this kind of stuff was through from your side had never done before in his life. You know? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you know, you know, Wendy and Lisa was you know was talking about how funny it was to see Chelly Bean Johnson pirouetting across the floor at a dance. You know, man, I, 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 I can't even imagine it, but I'd yeah, pay to see it. I'd pay to see that. Oh, oh my man. god! Yeah, I'm a North Side hood rat, and Chris got me at all this, you know, and I'm like, okay. But, you know, like you said, you know, uh, just the always the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to actually be on a movie, you know, and right. I, I, I couldn't come to grips, you know, and slowly as, you know, as we got into it, he started making it, we started doing scenes and stuff. And, uh, and it, 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 when it came, came together, man, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. You know, I really couldn't believe that I actually participated. And then when you actually go to like the premiere or something and you see yourself on that screen. And right, like, oh, man. So yeah. yeah, it changed. It changed my life. I'm, you know, I've had a few life changing experiences. That was yeah. definitely one of them. God, well, I mean, how does that feel? So you know, you have you have a guy that you've known for a while saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. I'm going to go ahead and 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 make this movie." And you're like, "Well, maybe you are, maybe well, yeah. you are, whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. exactly. You well, know, I believe you, it when you, I see oh, it. You bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, <laughs> no, you're not. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's happening. Me. But yeah, let me ask you, man. So, how does this feel, right? So, this happens. This this guy talking whatever smack you want to you, you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna make this movie. I'm gonna make this movie. All of a sudden, man, it's like this. It's a thing. It's a hit. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's receives that, it, that, that, yeah, that I notoriety. Had to my mind, I had to my mind had to put my mind around it, you know, because when it came out, I was like, I still, I was like, and then to see the response that it got. Right, and to see all these famous people tripping about it, you know, still and now, being, and, man, and, and now. being around a lot of these famous people that tripped about it, even back then, you know, it was, it was surreal, bro. I, you know, that's I, amazing I, to me, man. Yeah. It's amazing to me. So again, like I came out here because, yeah, a lot because of, people, of Purple Rain, man. Like, did, yeah, yeah. You know, I love, I love the other bands, but dude, Prince lived here, man, and the time was here, and like yeah. getting a chance to to know you and 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 hang with you and like you you're you're a rare breed man because you're a producer and you've yeah. killed it on production yeah Janet Jackson yeah. uh yeah. new edition mint condition yeah. uh, I mean you, you can keep going on and on you know yeah. but you're also a guitar player <laughs> You're also a guitar player, and and a lot of people. Hey, you know, know and Ken, I'm glad you said that because that was the world's greatest kept secret, man, for the longest. Man, you know, and it didn't really come out until I until I started doing productions. Uh, the first time it came to fruition, and people still th- they thought it was Jesse instead of me was uh, the solo on Innocent for Alexander O'Neill. Right, and uh, and people were freaking out about it, and you know, and. On the credits that said Jelly Bean Johnson guitar, and they's like it had to be a misprint. And they're like, you know, he plays, he plays the drums. Yeah. And no, he, he plays the guitar too, you know. And so that's you know, so that's and then it started. Then as I started getting more into my productions, I started playing more and more and stuff. Right. And how did how yeah. did that come about, man? How did the production side come about? Well, well, I got fired by Prince. <laughs> I got fired by Prince, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, but that's after we had went through the whole family thing, you know, because, you know, uh, after right after Purple Rain, you know, Morris left. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how many people know this, you know, you know, that that famous uh, there's a video of us playing First Avenue, the, the, the time playing First Avenue. And uh, 
we got done with that, which Prince used those songs during Jungle Love and the Bird, the, the soundtrack from that night. People don't know those. He used that in Purple Rain, you know, for the live, for the scenes and the movie and stuff. But anyway, to show you how stuff happened, when Morris walked off the stage tonight, he walked out the back door. And Ken, I didn't see him again for five, for about five years later. God, that's crazy right there. I didn't see The next time I saw him, I was working for Fight Time Productions and we did Fishnet. I hadn't seen him, you know, that when he walked out like that, it had been like 83, something like that. Uh, sure. Put that. And we didn't do Fishnet until like 87, 88, man. Oh my God. And I hadn't seen him in that long. It was close to five years. So that's, you know, that's when it started. But by that time, you know, I had did like Nona Hendricks. I did, uh, you know, Alex. And I was just get, just starting. I had played on Janice Control record. But, I, you know, I hadn't produced nothing on it yet. But I had played, you know, some guitar solos on that. You know, You Can Be Mine and stuff like that. And, uh, and so that's, you know, that's how the guitar stuff came about. stuff. And, you know, I just, and Evil Twin, you, you can relate to this. I, just, I always had an infinite love for the guitar. Yeah, you know, absolutely. so I I got famous as a drummer. You know, I had gotten famous as a drummer, and then you in the band with Jesse Johnson, right? So that you know, <laughs> right? It's like man, so, yeah. I, so I, yeah, I, yeah, you, you know, go ahead and play, man. I'll I'll stick to the drums, <laughs> man. It's cool, dude. So like, that, right. that was intimidating in itself, but you know, I didn't let it sidetrack me from doing what I wanted to do. God, man, yeah. as you shouldn't, and and man, you you're killing, man. You're killing. You have an approach to the guitar that's very unique. It's very you. Um, yeah. The way that I have explained or described your style is, mm-hmm. is dangerous, man. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's, well, it's, it's, it's kind of like the drums, man. You know, both of my, both my guitar player and my uh, drumming are, are unorthodox. You know, I play the drums left-handed. Yes. But I'm right-handed, you know? Right. And then, you know, when people see me playing the guitar, they say, well, he's, how come it's not lefty? Well, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not lefty. You know, I always call myself semi-amidextrous. That's what I call it. You know, there I you can go. do a lot of shit with my left hand, you know? <laughs> so that it's always, <laughs> so that, you know, it kind of freaks people out when they see that, you know? Man, yeah. so you, so when, when let's, let's go here now. Okay. It's not just the Minneapolis scene. It's not just, you know, the whole thing. You, you guys created a sound, right? Yeah. And, and it's yeah. iconic and it's, it's a wonderful thing, but you are also still true to your Chicago roots. Yeah. I have an infinite love for the blues and that comes from my mother, man. Yeah. My mother, uh, and when we lived in Chicago, man, I was, you know, she made sure I listened to, you know, like I said, you know, black radio is 24 hours, 24 seven. So my mom would listen to BB and and Otis Rush and all the Chicago Buddy Guy. Yeah, you know all the all the Chicago greats, man. You know, Lowell Paulson, that's all them. So I, I I tended to have a great love, you know Albert King, all the Kings, you know Freddie mm-hmm. King, Albert King, BB. And I, I just found myself loving that. So anyway, uh, I started. I literally taught myself how to play guitar because I had a cousin when when we moved here and stuff. We had a cousin that lived with us for like a year or so. And he left his guitar. You know, he had a guitar there. So uh, he'd stay with us about a year. And so when he moved out, he left the guitar. Ah. So I started, literally started teaching myself. Now, mind you, I already started teaching myself the drums thing around 13, 14. But anyway, sure. he uh, he left it. So I, you know, I picked it up, man. And I just found I liked it. So I just started playing it and stuff. So anyway, a true story, you know, after about a year, I got a little, you know, decent at it. And then he came back. And he saw I had got kind of good at it, so he took the guitar. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my mama, my mama, you know, God bless her. She, you know, she always, you know, you know, encouraged me with my musical stuff, musical endeavors. She saw that just like the drums. When I had, she saw I was playing the drums. She got me a nice drum set. So it's the same thing with a guitar. She got me a guitar that you know I could play. You know, I think it was from Sears or Roebuck or something like that. But, uh, Whatever works, I, man. I just went on from there, man. So, man, yeah. well, I love. I mean, I've always loved your playing, dude. As a drummer, you know, and and drummers will see. This is cool about you being is drummers will talk about you, uh-huh. you know, and and they're just like, yeah, Jellyby man, seven 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 ninety three eleven, you know. And then there's just the whole pocket and the whole, yeah, you know, Minneapolis sound, and then guitar players who may or may not know that you are a guitar yeah. player. They'll look at yeah. you, man, and they'll freak out too. Because, dude, I, the, some of the stuff that you do with your pedals, I've tried yeah. to emulate, and I 
can't figure it out for the life of me. You don't use a vibrato with your fingers. You no, use it with I use, a whammy I use bar. bar. I use the whammy bar, yeah. And, and that, you know, it's just totally, and, and I, I don't play with a pick either. And that freaks people out thing. too. Yeah. 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 It freaks a lot of guitar players out that I'm playing with a pick. Well, Ken, when I was teaching myself, I tried when I had my cousin's guitar. I was trying to use the pick, but it'd be always be across the damn room somewhere. I got tired of changing it. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, my my thumb and fingers are attached to me. I figure I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just you, use these. You know, these won't be amazing. going across the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's amazing how many world-class guitar players now, you know, I can just name a lot of them, you know, it's Albert King, Albert uh, Collins, the Jeff Beck, Derek yeah, Truck. All these guys that use their fingers, man, and I've I've been privileged to be around and see them, man. And it's like, okay, so maybe I ain't so crazy, you know. Maybe they do have something there. You know, so. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. So let's go even further on into into the whole Minneapolis thing, man. Okay. So we got Purple Rain blows up, and then you know Morris walks out. Yeah. The family's born. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Paul. That Peterson. record. That record changed my life, bro. That, you know, that it changed record. a lot of, you know, it, it's funny you said that, Ken, too, because it changed, a, a, that's a musician's record. Yeah, dude. It really is, because I've had so many prominent musicians <laughs> tell me over the years how much they love that record, man. man. And, you know, and you know, we were, were only around a short time, you know, because, right. that, you know, you know, Prince had a way of making bands, and then they, you know, he he tear them apart and they fall apart. So, man. anyway, that was a, you know. It it, it 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 was a different time in my life and stuff, man. And it 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 enhanced my musicianship again because I got to play with Susanna and Eric and Paul, you know. And you know, you gotta realize Paul was 18 years old when he was in the time, bro. God, that's that's insane. Every time I watch every time I watch Purple yeah. Rain, I'm like, Yeah, that's eighteen year old kid, that's my man. guy, and that's my guy. And Paul's yeah. eighteen. And people don't even know that, you know, and so and that's the thing. So the prince was grooming him to be like the next David Barry uh, uh David Boy. Right. And all that kind of stuff, you know, he took him and put him in, in acting lessons and dancing lessons and singing lessons. And he was going to make him basically a white Morse or a David Boy and stuff like that. He had the sure. poofy hair and all that shit. But there was one problem. He, he didn't have contracts on us. And Paul was 18 years old. And uh, the, record, re, the record business was, you know, cutthroat back then. Bro. Yeah, man. So he's out in L.A. Paul's out in L.A. running around. You know, Scream of Passion is the top five, but he's running around and he don't have no papers on him. As, oh, you know, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I had, he doesn't like, have no papers on him. If you guys so, have uh, not heard the podcast, it, it, Paul Peterson has this podcast oh, yeah, called Music yeah, on yeah, the Run. Yeah. And a few episodes back, it was uh, reuniting the family. And yeah, the stories yeah. that y'all told were insane. Yeah. yeah, man, yeah. We've been it, through it, bro. Was, <laughs> you, you have been through it. You've so been through it. let's let's look at the nineties, man, and nineties on up to today. How has the scene changed here in Minneapolis? From let's let's just look at like you know the Purple Rain era is obviously okay. like it was blowing up. I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure because of the strength of Purple Rain, yeah, being yeah. the the you know just the, the the hit that it was and and and. You know, just it was it was revolutionary. It was what it was. People were like, yeah, Dude, yeah, we gotta go, we gotta yeah. go to Minneapolis. We gotta go to Minneapolis. This is where it's at right here. Well, the freakiest thing, man, was to see people dressed like me, you know, like see, <laughs> right. dress just like the time. And you got you had a lot of dream boys and you know, exotic storms and all them kind of bands that came out, sure ready enough. for the world. You know, so that that was something in itself. But uh but here in Minnesota, you know, the the, the music scene stepped up a little bit because the black bands could play a little bit more. They still weren't playing as much as the white bands. Right. And most co-founders wanted you, you know, they they straight up tell you, you know, you know, we'll hire you if you hire a few more white people in your band. <laughs> ah. there, there was only there was only a few Paul Petersons and Monty Morris running around, you know. Right, man. <laughs> and, and even still to this day, it's like that. It's like, man. So you know, so that yeah. was, that was the problem in itself. But you know, but it was you. We did work more. God, you know, that's, that's the thing, bro. How how has it changed though? Like I mean, as far like musically, have you seen something different happen here musically, or is it is it the same in a sense? You know, from from you know, uh, like the early '80s and the Purple Rain era. You know, well, it was more intense when it, when we first started in the, in the '80s and '90s. It was more intense. It, it kind of tapered off a little bit. So we, even though we still, it's some amazing young musicians. Ken, you know that. This is amazing young, especially this is amazing young white musicians around here too. Yeah, absolutely. White guys, you absolutely. know that, that 
that Absolutely. you know came up on Purple Rain and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And then we, you know, we have our brothers and, and sisters that you know do their thing too. But it's it's just maybe not as intense and probably not enough venues, well, especially now the pandemic and stuff. But uh, so that's the thing. Our venues up just shut down. You know, it was a time, Ken, and you know this, that you could see something good here. You know, seven nights a week. Absolutely, you could just go you know, in the bunker seven the nights night, a week. You could, yeah, you could go tonight and see a decent live band seven nights a week. And right. you know, and that's what made me say that nobody had a music thing like us because, like I said, I had been to those cities, and it wasn't like that every you know every night of the week. Nowhere, it was all, you know, nowhere, so. nowhere. So that's that's pretty much how it's changed. You know? so. Man, I mean, you know, and and that's the other thing too, though. It's like there's something in the water here for sure, for <laughs> sure, because you know. Well, just with just with somebody, and you know this because you 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 guitar guitar person like me, just some of the badass guitar players around here, man. You know, we can just start naming them. Man. You God, know, it's a lot yeah. of them God, that people yeah. don't know. You know, they don't no, know man, and and they yeah. should, and they should. and they they are straight up, you know, ninjas, guitar Monster. ninjas. Around, yeah, around, man. Around here. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing about Minneapolis that I've also really come to enjoy. You know, is the fact that a lot of people will look at Minneapolis and go, "Why?" And what happened? they don't yeah. realize, yeah, like, they don't yeah, realize yeah. how, like, like you said, just how many killing players there are out here. But yeah. actually, there's a lot of industry out here yeah. as well, yeah. which is really weird. Yeah. Or at least, you know, the people that do play on records, the, you know, session players, you yeah. Know, yeah. getting called yeah. up to do a tour, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see so that many Minneapolis cats, here. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's awesome. That right there just speaks volumes. Well, that speaks volumes for you for our music scene. Absolutely. Indeed, man. A lot, Indeed. Of got, a lot of guys from here got hired in national acts and stuff and traveled all around the world. What, see, what, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh-uh, go. Uh, I'm good. I was going to ask you, what would you? Let's just say this pandemic is over. Okay. What would you like to see happen with the scene? To you know, and this is coming. From, let me let me preface this, man, because this okay. is coming from Mr. Minneapolis, from from my <laughs> from my guy who is the Minneapolis sound, from my guy uh, right here, right? You know, <laughs> I, I need I need to preface that because, man, you helped create a sound like it, like it is that thing that y'all did something so revolutionary with the way that you perceived music and played music, that it just created something cultural. And it's an amazing thing coming from that to this point today. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see happen within the scene and within the music that's, that's being created right now? Well, the first thing, man, is we got to get our clubs back open. Yes. Because so many clubs, man, you know, even first Avenue, it's just so surreal to go downtown Minneapolis. It's heartbreaking, bro. It's killing me, man. I See, was there, all I was our there today. Boarded up and, you know, and we're not the only people. We're not the only city like that, man. So that, for a starter, just to see our venues back up and uh, and running. So we have a vehicle to go out and play, you know, yes. because that's what we do. And uh, and just go from there, you know. I think it would work itself out from there if we could just get back to work and stuff. But uh, like you say, you know, they scare you when they talk about, you know, late 21 or 22, you know, and so and. Ken, let's be frank here. Some of these clubs, not gonna, they're not going to survive that. They're not going to make it, man. Yeah. They're not going to make it, you know? Yeah. So then that's heartbreaking in itself, because then that's less places to play. There's less places around the country to play. Yeah, man. You know, the time was doing 50, you know, 40, 50 gigs a year in different cities, you know? And that's not even counting, you know, the rare occasions we go to Europe, you know? So right. all that, you know, when all that falls out, man, it's, it's just hard. And it's like that all around the world right now, you know? Iconic yeah. venues are boarded up and shut down you know and it's just such a crazy time brother it's such and like i said we never we we didn't see it coming and and the powers that be the administration knew they knew about it and didn't tell us it didn't help us you know with that if they even if they had got it if we had got a i guarantee at least a hundred thousand people would still be alive if we had got ahead if we had known this more like november or december and got into the social distancing and the mask wearing and all the stuff that we needed to do It'd be a lot less people dead, man. What but I'm that, hoping, you know, what I'm hoping for, man, is people actually just kind of take a look at it for what it is. You yeah, know, that's again, all you can do. Yeah. Right now, as it stands, especially with all of us here in Minnesota, snow is going to keep us in. Oh thankfully. yeah, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. 
But it, it's gonna keep us in. But you know, and the, you know, the cool thing about that, Ken, is you can get good on your instrument if you want to. Man, well, I'm, I'm, you, you know, you here I am. Out. Like, I haven't played a gig since since March, man. And you know, all I've been doing is I've been recording here. I've been trying to take the time to learn, you know, yeah. engineering yeah. a little bit, at least so I can yeah. be a hack of an engineer instead of like just not an engineer. I could be a hack. Yeah. That's I'm what happened with that, man. Yeah. And I've been, yeah, and I've been, I've been playing, I've been writing, I've been doing the thing, and and that's wonderful, man. But I'll tell you right but still, now, I, but you, but Ken, you're an entertainer, and when you're an entertainer, you want to entertain, man. And well, that's and why when, I started. You know, that's why I started that this, man. You know, this yeah, is why I started yeah, this. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna keep, I wanna keep in touch with, with, you know, with keep, my friends yeah, and fans. Society, but I also wanna yeah. keep in touch with people like you, man. I haven't seen yeah. you since like March, dog, and I don't yeah, like yeah. that. That's not yeah. fun. It's man. sad, man. Yeah. It's sad. I, you know, our kids are not back in school. Uh, are they doing virtual school? Virtual school, even. Virtual school. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It? My mom would have kicked my ass that, almost right? virtual school. Your boy, you better get your, you better get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My mom would come at me with a hanger, man. Well, you she better get, get your she ass come, She'd come at me with a hanger. She'd be like, yeah, I'll yeah. give you at home. <laughs> Go. You know, uh, oh, no, the man. old school wasn't for this virtual stuff. They didn't have problems <laughs> with this. I'm gonna tell you right now. But they look forward to that five or six hours that your butt wasn't at home. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Oh my Peace goodness, is man. Quiet in the house, you know. Oh my goodness, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it is what it is, man. And and I just, you know, let's 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 go here because I mean, this is all kind of you and I can just chit chat as we yeah. do. This yeah, is yeah. this is what we do, man. This is why. So, I, I had a question up here a little bit ago. Uh, why you are my evil twin? Why I consider you? So, back in the day, Jellybean and I would, 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 would be a. I came from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yes, I was, you did. I was I was tequila I drinker. I was I was a tequila <laughs> drinker back in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I come over here to Minnesota, and there was one night where I'm hanging and I, I order a tequila and. Bean looks at me is like, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm drinking tequila. He's like, you know, there ain't no tequila out here, man. You're a guitar player, Ken. Have a Jack Daniels. <laughs> Ever since then, man, it yeah, was like, man. it was, yeah. it was Jack Daniels, bad decisions and a whole lot of guitars. And, and, yeah. and uh, like, yeah. you're that, you're that, you're Jack that Daniels devil on my shoulder, man. My evil twin, evil the devil twin. on my shoulder. I'm That's like, but I gotta be a good guy, man. Play the blues. Jelly bean on this. Oh, okay, bean. <laughs> That's my Play evil. That's my yeah, evil yeah. twin, man. So yeah, I've had a few people ask me, "Why, why are you a Ken Badass evil twin?" I say, "Hey, man, you wouldn't understand." <laughs> you, yeah, you wouldn't understand. Exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, man. The stories yeah. I can tell. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure yeah, those yeah. are just the ones that I remember, man. But, yeah. You yeah. know, goodness, goodness. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s today. You did something so cool. And I, I really want to commend you for this because I think that it is a brave thing and I think it is the right thing. Uh -huh. You released your first record, man. You yeah. released your first solo record, 2020. Now, me personally, I'm nervous about doing something like that, but I'm also on the other side too, where it's like, we need music right now. If we yeah. can't have yeah. that live yeah. music and if yeah, we can't yeah. go and catch music, damn it, I want to listen to some good music. Some good you music. have yeah. some good music and you just released it. It's it's, it's a record with, with several artists and it's yeah. all you, man. Tell it's, me it's, about it's, that. It's it's like a window into my life, man. You know, and and I I'm really proud of it. It's a new journey for me, for one. Sure. And like I said, I give credit to my management, Jeff Luna, Marty Bragg, and, and James Popeye Greer. You know, for pushing me, man. Because you know, you know me, Ken. You've been around me so many years, man. I was always a team player. I never really wanted to be the boss. I'm I glad did, you're you the know? boss right now, I'm man. Just, <laughs> I'm so glad you're the a boss. It's a whole different dynamic when it has your name, you know, and you're responsible and all that stuff. Yeah, man. And it made me realize that the people that I did work for, it gave me a new respect for them, you know, that, you know, when you're in charge and you know, and it's on you, it's on you to yes, convince the people that, you know, this is, that you're serious about that, you know? So 
I got all these amazing artists and singers on my record and stuff. You know, people I had many years like you with. You know, I, you know, I have Tracy Blake and I have a Ashley Tamar who spent a lot of years with Prince. Yeah, I love her, like man. Jazz Howard, you know, and uh, Law. You know, you know yeah. Law from New York, yeah, yeah. 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 And Tony Mosley from the MPG. So it's a you know an illism. I, I was you know I just did a, some stuff with my manager Jeff Luna for you know. He's so enterprising. He had me some doing some drum stuff before I got here. So <laughs> that's amazing, man. No, so, so how did so, all they, of this come about, man? How did you say, well, "All right, man, I'm now's the time. I'm gonna go and do a solo record." Well, you know, like I said, kid, the reason I say it's a window in my life because you know I've done all these songs with all these amazing people, production wise. Yes. So I wanted to make sure that that came through on my record. Right, it right. does, you know, it, it really does. You know, we, we got the, the women vocal, you know, I've done the women artists like Nona Hendricks and Janet Jackson. Yes. So, you know, I got the women element, you know, and the, and the young people thing on my record. And then I got the blues, like you say, from Chicago. I got the, the urban blues type thing. And then I got the funk, you know. I got, you know, my first single was called Pussy Jelly on it. It has uh, uh, Tom Tom Washington from Earth, Wind & Fire uh, fame. Did the yes. horn arrangement. Oh, man. You know, so, you know, and... You know, Flight Time was a, a band before it was even, you know, a famous production company. And we had like four or five horns. You know, right. David Island, I with David Island, you know. Yeah, man. And, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it was a blessing just to do that. And we did it, all, you know, we did almost two years ago. But uh, every time I hear it, I smile and stuff because, you know, you hear them, them funky horns. Like, you know, and I, I grew up on Tower of Power and yes. you know, Ohio players, all the horn bands, you know. And your other brother, so, man, Ronnie Baker Brooks. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. yeah. Those are beautiful lights, man. I know. <laughs> Those are great lights, yeah. man. Jeff, Jeff had a call on his phone and stuff. But, he, but yeah, Ronnie Baker Brooks, you know, that all my Chicago roots and stuff, you know. And, and, you know, and he, you know, he blessed my record, too, by being on here. You know? Man, yeah. So, and, you know, and I traveled all around the world with him, you know, playing the blues, man. You know, he, Indeed, he really, my mom had, a, you know, turned me on the Chicago blues. And then when I, I got to do Ronnie's first three records, man. That's great. And, you know, his dad was guitar legend Lonnie Brooks, you know, Lonnie, so he, he always treated me like a son, you know, and that family kept me, you know, I, I was privy enough to travel around the world and be around a lot of the blues greats, you know, a yes. lot of the little Moltons and the, and the BB Kings. I remember we opened for BB King at Purdue University, man, oh, years man. ago and stuff. So, yeah. So it's just, it was just crazy to see, man. So, you have I've been done, blessed in a lot of ways. Yeah. I was just going to say, man, you've done so many extraordinary things in your life. So if you had to, if you yeah. had to break it down to your top three moments in your career, what would they be? Oh, my God. Because uh, you've got a huge them. career, dog. Like, you got a big career. you got your Janet Jacksons. Who can say they yeah. work with Janet Jackson? You. Prince. You. <laughs> you know. I mean, you, you, well, I can keep I mean, going, you know, yeah. it's crazy. So if you had to, if you had to just say, here it is, man, I got to choose three pieces from my musical career to say, define me I, or are my, I'm most proud of. Define, they be? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the time for one, because I didn't, I didn't realize how much we were changing music R and B wise. Yeah, you were, man. You know, with, with that band, I, you know, uh, recently my manager and several other people around the country have been promoting, trying to get the original band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As, as you and should the thing, be. The only thing about that, and that, that my whole thing about that band is everybody in that band had a top ten record on his own, you know, as production wise, other than being in that band, and it was not a normal R and B band. Now I got in. Uh, yeah, I've gotten in trouble a few times by saying that that we wasn't a normal RB band, but we wasn't, you know. No. Because you not many RB bands can say they had six members that all had top ten records on their own, you know, right. that they right. produced, you know. Right. But that said, you know, you know, rock and roll uh, hall of fame is political, so we know how it is. It so is we'll what see. It is. But anyway, yeah, that would be my first thing is joining the time. The second thing was doing uh Janet, you know, doing Black Cat and you know, funny can you know, you, you're a guitar ninja yourself. And my whole thing, when she, she brings me this cassette, man, with that that uh, riff for Black Cat, it's on a piano. And I'm listening to it, man, and I'm just thinking, like, what would this sound like with, you know, some heavy, Marshall-driven, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know how we roll kind of guitar. Yes. And, uh, and so, I, you know, I, I got together, I got Dave Barry, and uh, we went and rent Marshalls, and and uh, put our heads together. Uh, John McClain was was running uh, AM Records at that time, and he's a guitar player. Like, he's a guitar ninja like you. So that you know, I had that that vehicle too helping me. 
And we just went in. And then I, I told Janet, I said, you know, you know, Michael's got Dirty Diana and Beat It and all that. I said, you might as well have your own kind yes. of, you know, rock song, man. And I'll never forget, man, the heavy metal cats lost their damn mind. Man. Yes, they did. All did the you ever... and Rots and Rats and Dawkins and Van Halen's and all them guys, rock guys, they're like, how the hell Janet Jackson going to be heavy like that? And so right. that made me proud with that, man. Heck that, yeah, man. But that also shows you. Know, a black guy had done it, too. So, you know, but that's, that's the you know, Michael Wagner and the white producers did that kind of stuff. Ted Templeton's and, but, you know, I did it. So, you so did I'm proud it. of that. And then the third thing is is probably Ronnie, you know, probably doing that whole blues thing, you know, and see, that that's a whole different side of me. That's yeah. amazing because that is like when you look at it, and this is that I love hearing those particular three because they sum up your career so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the time and and your time with Prince and and yeah. everything else, right? Like there's like that whole section of your life there. Yeah. And then yeah. Black Cat with Janet and, and the production side of things. Well, production side, you know, and, and production was so gratifying for me, man, because I got to do like you know, like like make additions to my musical sons today. You know right. that they are like. You know, like my musical sons, I consider them that and do their first record and, and you know, influence them. You know, it's a heavy, it's a heavy rock song on their record, you know, yeah, and man. they embrace that. And uh, Nona Hendrix, my first production was Nona Hendrix, you know, and, you know, she's a legend from being in Patty and the Bluebells, you know. Yeah. But yeah. she uh, she showed me so much love, man, you know, doing that because that was my first production. And, and Ken, I couldn't lay an egg on that, you know, because the thing about joining Flight Time at that point, Terry and Jimmy were at damn near top of the game yes so anybody anybody that signed up at flight time they really wanted jimmy and terry right they didn't want jelly bean how you gonna push me out don't put me out on the b team you know so i had to to prove myself and then the guys in new edition you know doing new edition doing crucial and stuff they're jelly jelly you know and that whole you know they were legends too because you know they had been legends as kids all those guys man and yeah, so now absolutely. they grew up you know we had any heartbreak it's 88 and they're grown ass men now so you can't play all that bubblegum shit mm-hmm. so you, know, mm-hmm. you had to put you know put that that new jack thing on them so yeah, yeah man yeah but i love that man because you got you got every facet of your career within those three because yeah, yeah i also yeah. look at you as a blues man you're a funk rock yeah. god, man. You're a funk rock god. You're a, you're 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 a rock star. You're a guitar player. You're a drummer, man. But you got them blues, boy. And, yeah, and, I got them. Uh, Lord knows, because I've been through so much crazy heartache, crazy shit in my life, man. You know, and that's that's the thing. And so that's the I'm, I always own up to my blues. You know that because me yes. and you have played the blues many times, and then. Yes. But I own up to it. And I still go through it to this day. I still go through a lot of shit, you know. But that's you know that's how it is. You'd be six three years old, you know. That's that's my diploma. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and I love that, man. And you always and you got your jellyisms right in there too, man. Because yeah. that that, that yeah. is your diploma. You had, dude, yeah, you've yeah. lived it. Like you've you've been to the top of the mountain. You've seen, you know, the rock. Yeah, mountain. you've, you've I, been, I've seen, I've seen them. I've seen, seen them, man. I see yeah, them. man. You've been you've been around and you've done it. And here you are, and here we are, going through something that we both. Did yeah, yeah. Coming, like, you couldn't, it. man. You couldn't have made me believe this. We, we were going through this, bro. Unbelievable. I, I, I tell my all my friends and stuff. You know, we you, we just can't believe that this is going on now. But it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I, sometimes I, I had to catch myself. It seemed like some end of the world shit. But you know, we just got to come out on the other side. It's all we can do. You know, I come you. out on the other side. I hear you. I hear you, man. And I, I'm telling you, bro, that we're gonna have to start over. And I'm yeah. pretty convinced yeah. of this. Yeah. We have a good idea as far as what we want. You know, we got to start what, over, what man. We this country we'll is have, we'll so divisive. Let's, yeah. you know, the, the nice thing about that though is if if you want to look at it as starting over, that's one thing. I'm kind of looking at it almost as as if we had a reset button. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough, but now, you know, maybe yeah, we man. can get a few things right, man. You know, yeah, and, and man. maybe we gotta God come back willing, from. Man. Yeah. We gotta come back from where it is that, that, that we've been, but man, I, I do hope that uh, you know we can come back bigger, stronger, better, and you know it's cats like we, you. we just gotta believe, man, and you know I really believe the change in leadership is gonna help us, you know, because at the rate we were going, we were headed down for a fall that we wasn't gonna recover from, man. Man, so you just, know we gotta start to heal this country, man, because it's, we, it's been we so divisive and crazy, yeah. We gotta do something, man. But yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what, man, I. You know, I miss you 
bro. I miss, I miss you. you. <laughs> I miss playing with you. I miss hanging I with you. I miss hearing I you. Everybody, I want you to take a look at this man because when he plays, he plays. That guy will lay a pocket so huge, you guys would not even know like just what to do with it. You get, you don't know. <laughs> When he plays his guitar, and I'm coming, this is from the guitar player in me. You come from here, man. Yeah, I just, I it's just play all, what I feel, man. It's all emotion like with you, man. It's, yeah, it's nothing all emotion. but emotion. With you. It always has been, Ken. It and always has. It always will be. Rare, bro. You know, I'm not the most technical guy. I don't, you know, I don't read music and all that. I just, I feel music. I don't read it. I, you know, I know my keys. If you tell me the key is in, I know how to stay and stay out your way. There you go. Other than that, I was reading off a piece of paper and nothing. No, I ain't gonna be. That's not gonna be delicate. Man, I'm just. I'm, I'm grateful for you, my bro. So hey, I'm, I'm also. You, I'm also gonna. I'm honored that you had me on your show, baby. Yeah, man. I'm also gonna tell everybody this. You know, go check out Real Music Radio, for sure. Yeah. Jellybean yeah. has a show on there on Wednesdays, man, and uh, it's with uh, our buddy Jeff Luna. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. man, we, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give some some props to Christopher Arnell too, man. Thank you so yeah. much, dude. For, for, for something else, <laughs> yeah, man. I just thank y'all, man. And and what's well, even cool you, about man. them thank is that they play they play my music too. You damn right, yeah. you're an artist, right? <laughs> That's all we right don't with discriminate. Me, man. Evil twin, we don't discriminate, bro. We That's don't. fine with me, man. You know, especially you now during a pandemic, what you know, like man. you said, you know. We got we the people got to be entertained by something, man. Yes. You know, we can't go to the club, and if you do go to the club, you home by ten thirty. <laughs> man, you, know, I just... you start early, you end it early these days, and you got a social distance, and you got to wear your mask. Yes, and, yes. You know, so that's a whole different thing, you know. Man, you just follow yeah. them rules, y'all. But I'm also going to urge everybody. It doesn't matter if you're here in Minneapolis. Everybody around the world, everybody that's watching this, everybody that will see this, that will hear this, whatever. This man right here doesn't have to. He's a legend. Been around the world and then some multi-platinum award winner. You know, like he's just, he's, he's that guy. He goes and he supports his live music. Yeah, and live music, good. it doesn't always even good. exist right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. bet you all of us at this point in time are like, man, I wish that there was some good live music. I guarantee yeah, you yeah. that if there was some good live music. I get that music, on my page every day, bro. You know, people that's missing, you know, and they look forward to it, you know. But we, like I say, Kim, we got to get on the other side, baby. We just got to come out on the other side of this. I know? agree. And we will. And we, we will. will. We're strong. We're strong. We go. And we will, we man. And we will. Yeah. Brother, you give me so much hope, man. And you're just, like, like I said, you are... You're my evil twin. You're my bro. You're, yeah. you're one of my yeah. dearest friends and, and so close to my heart. And I love you. And I just yeah. thank you for spending some time with me. Love Dude, you more, so bro. Good anytime, to see anytime. You, man. It's so good to anytime. see you, even if it's on a computer screen, man. Yeah, like, man. Just put up, uh, just put up a bean signal, no, I show up, man. You, you get my ideas, yeah. <laughs> put up a bean signal, I show up. You got yeah. it. Everybody, this is my friend Jelly Bean Johnson. I am so happy to have him on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my bro. Thank you for spending Thank you, some my time brother. with me, Thank man. You. Yeah, Thank you. You be safe. You be yeah, safe. Yeah, like, likewise, all right? Take care of that family. You got a beautiful family there, too. Give them my oh, love. I'm doing what I can, man. I'm doing what yeah, I, I can. I hear you. Everybody, right, yo, baby, love you, too, Evil Twin. Love you, man. Peace, my brother. Peace, peace. <laughs> all right, Bye, everybody. America. Oh, man. Well, there you have it, everybody. I just want to thank our special guest this week, Mr. Jellybean Johnson, one of my favorite people of all time, my evil twin, one of my dearest friends. I love that guy. He is a legend, everybody, and he has some brand new music out for you. So go check out his new record. You can find it on his website as well as, I believe, on all streaming platforms. I also want to thank our sponsor this week, Real Music Radio. You can find them at realmusicradio.com, one of the most awesome online radio stations in existence. They're great. I hope you didn't mind uh, too much of uh, of the audio quality, but, uh, man, it was wonderful to catch up with my guy. I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and call it a day. Going to try and keep warm, and I am urging you all to check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. 
That's what keeps the wheels on this bus moving. And I also ask you guys to uh, be on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise as well as exclusive content coming very, very, very soon. You don't want to miss that. And it's only exclusive to our patrons. That's about it, everybody. Be good to each other. Take care of one another. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.